European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 34, Focus Issue, Ischemic Heart Disease, by Editor-in-Chief, Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. The Wide Spectrum of Ischemic Heart Disease, the Emerging Role of Functional Coronary Alterations and of Their Interaction with Coronary Stenosis. This is a focus issue on ischemic heart disease, which remains the first cause of death both in men and in women, despite the extraordinary progress of our knowledge over the past decades. We need a better knowledge of the mechanisms of ischemia, as this will lead to the identification of new therapeutic targets to further improve symptoms and outcomes in this large patient population. The first contribution in this issue is a viewpoint from my side entitled, Doctor, I feel microvascular chest pain discussing chronic stable angina. Several studies have recently shown that up to half of anginal patients do not exhibit epicardial stenosis. Notably, anginal symptoms are similar in patients with or without epicardial stenosis. Ultimately, it will be the task of the doctor not to miss the diagnostic opportunity and to establish whether angina is caused by coronary stenosis, epicardial spasm, coronary microvascular dysfunction, or is instead non-ischemic chest pain. In a European Heart Journal brief communication article entitled Twitter Promotion Predicts Citation Rates of Cardiovascular Articles, a preliminary analysis from the ESC Journal's randomized study, Ricardo Laderas Lopez and colleagues from the Gaia Espinavo Hospital in Vila Nova Gaia in Portugal note that the association between the dissemination of scientific articles on Twitter and online visibility, including altmetric score, is still controversial. The impact on citation rates has never been addressed for cardiovascular medicine journals. The ESC Journal study randomized 696 papers published in the ESC Journals family, March 2018 to May 2019, for promotion on Twitter, or to be a control arm with no active tweeting from ESC channels and aim to assess if Twitter promotion was associated with an increase in citation rate, primary endpoint, and altmetric score. In the analysis of the primary endpoint, Twitter promotion of articles was associated with a 40% higher rate of citations, and this effect was independent of the type of article. Both altmetric scores and numbers of users tweeting were positively associated with the numbers of citation in both arms with evidence of a stronger association, interaction, in the Twitter arm. Therefore, a social media strategy of Twitter promotions for cardiovascular medicine papers seems to be associated with increased online visibility and higher numbers of citations. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Alan Davis from the John Hunter Hospital in Newcastle, Australia. Among various points, Davis notes that the final results, with the initial plan of a two-year follow-up, will provide useful additional information in this regard. The optimal method of revascularization for patients with left main coronary artery disease is controversial. In a fast-track clinical research manuscript entitled Mortality After Drug-Eluting Stents versus Coronary Artery Bypass Grafting for Left Main Coronary Artery Disease, a meta-analysis of randomized control trials. Yusuf Ahmed from the Center for Interventional Vascular Therapy at Columbia University Medical Center in New York, USA, 
point out that coronary artery bypass graft surgery, or cabbage, has traditionally been considered the gold standard therapy, and recent randomized trials comparing cabbage with percutaneous coronary intervention, or PCI, with drug-eluting stents, or DES, have reported conflicting outcomes. The authors therefore performed a systematic review and updated meta-analysis comparing cabbage to PCI with DES for treatment of left main coronary artery disease. They systematically identified all randomized trials comparing PCI with DES versus cabbage in patients with left main coronary artery disease. The primary efficacy endpoint was all-cause mortality. Secondary endpoint included cardiac death, myocardial infarction or MI, stroke and unplanned revascularization. All analyses were by intent to treat. There were five eligible trials in which 4,612 patients were randomized. The weighted mean follow-up duration was 67.1 months. There were no significant differences between PCI and cabbage for the risk of all-cause mortality or cardiac death. There was also no significant differences in the risk of stroke while PCI was associated with an increased risk of unplanned revascularization. Ahmed and colleagues conclude that the totality of randomized clinical trial evidence demonstrates similar long-term mortality, MI, and stroke after PCI with DES compared with cabbage in patients with left main coronary artery disease, and that these findings may inform clinical decision-making between cardiologists, surgeons, and patients with left main coronary artery disease. The manuscript is accompanied by a thoughtful editorial by Mario Gaudini from the Vile Cornell Medical Center in New York, USA, in which he concludes that the key to improving the outcome of patients with LMD, as well as other diseases, is the honest and transparent collaboration between all involved parties. Endothelial 1, or ET1, is a potent vasoconstrictor peptide linked to vascular diseases through a common intronic gene enhancer. RS9349379 G allele, chromosome 6, factor 1, stroke EDN1. In a clinical research article, genetic dysregulation of endothelial 1 is implicated in coronary microvascular dysfunction. Thomas Ford and colleagues from the University of Glasgow School of Medicine, Dentistry and Nursing in Glasgow, United Kingdom, performed a multimodality investigation into the role of ET1 and this gene variant in a pathogenesis of coronary microvascular dysfunction, or CMD, in patients with symptoms and or signs of ischemia, but no obstructive coronary artery disease, or INOCA. A total of 109, or 72%, of 151 subjects who underwent invasive testing had objective evidence of CMD, Covardis criteria. RS9349379 G allele frequency was greater in the contemporary reference genome bank control subjects. The G allele was associated with higher plasma serum ET1 levels. Patients with RS9349379 G allele had over doubled the odds of CMD, OR2.33. Multimodality non-invasive testing confirmed that the G allele was associated with an impairment in myocardial perfusion on stress cardiac magnetic resonance imaging. ET1-related vascular mechanisms were assessed ex vivo using wire myography with cybotentin, an ET1 receptor A antagonist. 
Cybertentin reversed ET1-induced vasoconstriction independently of GLAL status. The authors conclude that they have identified a novel genetic risk locus for CMD. These findings implicate ET1 dysregulation and support the possibility of precision medicine using genetics to target oral ET1 antagonist therapy in patients with microvascular angina. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Amir Lerman and colleagues from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, USA. Lerman concludes that the results of the study by Ford et al. confirm over two decades of literature on ET1, suggesting that this time-tested potent vasoconstrictor, its newly identified polymorphic allele, and its receptor warrant future larger clinical trials to investigate the promise of ET1 as a plausible therapeutic target for coronary microvascular dysfunction in a patient population with limited current treatment options. Takotsubo syndrome, or TTS, shares many features with acute coronary syndrome, or ACS. Although TTS was initially described with angiographically normal coronary arteries, Smaller studies recently indicated a potential coexistence of coronary artery disease, or CAD, in TTS patients. In a clinical research article entitled Coexistence and Outcome of Coronary Artery Disease in Takotsubo Syndrome, Christian Knapp from the Hanover Medical School and colleagues aimed to determine the coexistence, features, and prognostic role of CAD in a large cohort of patients with TTS. Inclusion criteria were compliance with the inter-TAC diagnostic criteria for TTS and the availability of original coronary angiographies with ventriculography in the acute phase. Exclusion criteria were missing views, poor quality of angiography loops, and angiography without ventriculography. Among 1,016 TTS patients, 23% had obstructive CAD, 41.2% had non-obstructive CAD, and 35.7% had angiographically normal coronary arteries. The presence of CAD was associated with increased incidence of shock, ventilation, and death from any cause. After adjusting for confounders, the presence of obstructive CAD was associated with mortality at 30 days. TTS patients with obstructive CAD were at comparable risk for shock and death and nearly at twice the risk for ventilation compared to an age and sex match ACS cohort. The authors conclude that CAD frequently coexists in TTS patients, presents with the whole spectrum of coronary pathology, and is associated with adverse outcome. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Guido Parodi from the Clinical and Interventional Cardiology in Sassari, Italy. Parodi concludes that the study by NAP confirms that the times are changing, since TTS and CAD should not be considered mutually exclusive diseases anymore. In a clinical review article entitled Fractional Flow Reserve in Clinical Practice From Wire-Based Invasive Measurement to Image-Based Computation Sheng Zien Tu from the Shanghai Zhao Tong University and colleagues indicate that fractional flow reserve or FFR an instantaneous wave-free ratio, or IFR, are the present standard diagnostic methods for invasive assessment of the functional significance of epicardial coronary stenosis. Despite the overall trend towards more physiology-guided revascularization, 
there remains a gap between guideline recommendations and the clinical adoption of functional evaluation of stenosis severity. A number of image-based approaches have been proposed to compute FFR without the use of pressure wire and induced hyperemia. In order to better understand these emerging technologies, the author of this review sought to highlight the principles, diagnostic performance, clinical application, practical aspects, and current challenges of computational physiology in the catheterization laboratory. Computational FFR has the potential to expand and facilitate the use of physiology for diagnosis, procedural guidance, and evaluation of therapies with anticipated impact on resource utilisation and patient outcomes. Finally, the issue is complemented by two discussion forum items in a contribution entitled The Importance of Myocardial Biopsy in the Diagnosis of Infectious Myocarditis. It still plays a role. Antonio Piperata and colleagues from the University of Padua in Italy comment on the recent publication Coronavirus Fulminant Myocarditis, Saved with Glucocorticoid and Human Immunoglobulin by Hong Da Hu from the Sichuan University West China Hospital in Chengdu, Sichuan, China. Also commenting on this article is the contribution Star Evidence Evaluation of Viral Fulminant Myocarditis Specificity, Timeliness, Accessibility, Risk by Si Wang from the Sichuan University in China. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.